0: Hey, this is Chase Sexton, you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
1: Hey, this is Paige Craig, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
2: Photo x show episode 98 We are back for another week Thanks to our title sponsor Torque One Racing Torque One Racing is providing high quality Economical performance parts Check out TorqueOneRacing.com For grips, pegs, bars, levers Shifters, brake pedals and more And obviously you can check them out On Instagram and Twitter Also brought to you by Fly Racing And I lost my spot Here we go Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing also has hard parts, mountain bike products, and snow gear. They sponsor riders like Zach Osborne, Damon Bradshaw, Tyler Entenap, Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Andrew Short, and many more. With their new Light Hydrogen, uh, Evolution DST, and kinetic lines they are a leader in moto gear so once again go to flyracing.com check them out buy your stuff we just gave away a toxin embargo helmet which we're going to talk about that in a few minutes great gear company obviously one of my favorites also shock socks the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector if you don't like replacing fork seals you need to get shock socks go to your local dealer and ask them for shock socks or go to burn motorsports.com follow them on instagram and facebook if you're looking for a new set of graphics check out mxgirl.com mxgirl designs uh instagram also you know all the social media stuff she can hook you up with new new modern graphics vintage graphics Shar can do anything you need at a great reasonable price Hit up Char, it's C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com. Let her know the Moto X-Pod show sent you, and she will take care of you. Also, all sport dynamic wrist braces. Uh, we say it all the time, or I say it all the time. They are the helmet for your wrist. They're necessary, in my opinion, saving and protecting your wrists. especially if you're an older guy like me, vintage uh, vet rider. You don't want to go to the hospital. You can't afford to miss work. You need all the protection you can get. Weston Pike, Adam Ciancero, Joey Savacci. Alex Ray, all trust the Major League Baseball players, NFL players, pro bull riders. You know they work. They're well worth the money. Motocrosswristbrace.com for info. Follow them at Guy on Instagram or hit me up darksidemx3 at AOL. I can get you set up with some pricing. And, of course, Mad Jack Synthetics. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. They are riders, racers, and just all-around fans of dirt bikes. Contact Mad Jack Synthetics at 805 531 9551 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. Follow them on Facebook at Dane Amsoil Guy and Instagram at Dane underscore Evans 393. As always, let them know we sent you. Our sponsors are important to us, they help take care of us. We, we, uh, we can't do this show without our sponsors. They're trying to promote the sport, they're there for you guys. So please, please let our sponsors know that you're listening so they continue to help us out. We have a new sponsor tonight that we're going to be talking about in just a few min- minutes, um, waiting on the owner of the company to get back with me. So we're going to announce that in a few minutes, but we're coming off Monster Energy Cup and in studio, I have Doc Smith. What's up, Doc? What's up, guys? So what do you think about Monster Cup?
3: Uh, it was pretty sick, honestly. Yeah? Them send- sending it into the sand rollers was gnarly. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was pretty that was one of the that cooler was, things. Like <laughs> the track it's not a great it's it's never like a real super cross track. It's, it's quote unquote easy. I mean it wouldn't be easy for me. But yeah, that, that section was probably the most rad section of the whole thing.
3: Oh, definitely. Like I don't know, the whole track was just, I mean, it looked better this year than it has in a couple, but I mean kind of the same layout for the most part because I mean they can't really do much going in and out of the stadium like that. Yeah. You should slow that down though.
2: Well, uh, apparently, the, in the morning, Saturday morning, that jump into the sand was not there. That was just wide open. They were saying they were hitting like 80 miles an hour going through that. It was straight away. Oh, god! And I guess after... Actually, I take that back. I heard it was after press day on Friday, they decided to add the wall or the jump, whatever you want to call it.
3: It made it way cooler, for yeah. sure.
2: You reposted, I think, today on our little Instagram group deal, the... Yeah, of Anderson. Anderson sending, like, just launching into the it. Yeah. De- <laughs> So, Gosh. the big talk, of course, is the finish. Savachi clearly letting Eli go. Uh, I mean, Pulp's talked about it. Main Event's talked about it. Everybody has their opinion. It's kind of 50-50. Do you think that had Savachi not let Eli go? They're that fight? a fight. No, do you think Eli <laughs> could have got him with that? There's a couple corners, the launch into the sand, and a, I think a 180, and that's pretty much it.
3: I mean, I, honestly, I don't know if he would have because... There was just a couple corners left. Yeah. yeah, he was there, but he wasn't like right there. I, I don't think For
2: some like, reason I just think he would have sent it into the sand yeah, but, more so, than Savachi, and Savachi was definitely launching in, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was know. gonna
3: say, well Savachi is the last lap he's gonna he's yeah. gonna launch it. Like he knows like if if he would have done it, like of course I would think I think it was a smart move for him letting him by. Okay. But I mean smart move for why? I mean, it's the Cowboys. I mean, they're both on top. So t- for team? For, yeah, for the for the team. Team camaraderie. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, I think it was just a smart move that way.
2: I, I, I tend to agree, you know, and I've listened again to Pulp and Main Event, and all those guys have good points on, on different perspectives of it. Some of them, you know, like Vincent Blair, Daniel's brother, was adamant Savachi should not have let him go. He He's already got a little bit of a reputation when Zacco, you know, took the championship. 2 years ago and and he kind of sort of has a, a reputation of laying down maybe not being able to come through when he needs to. So Vincent's opinion was he should have went and win. You always win, doesn't matter. But I kind of think in that one-off race
3: yeah, It's a one-off race, it's a race that like yeah, it matters, but it matters more to Tomac for the simple fact that's a million dollars. Yeah.
2: Well, and I was thinking more of the fan. Like that was what was on my mind. Those game, a million dollars to Tomac's not a massive, massive amount. You know, it, I mean, it's it's still, it's, a, million it's still a million dollars, <laughs> but then <laughs> a win's a win. You know, I mean, a main yeah. event or a, a moto win and a super, quote unquote Supercross style race is big deal for Joey as a rookie. But I was thinking about that fan, like that guy has a chance to win a million dollars. It's going to change his life. Let the do you know that I was? I think I'd even said to Amber, I said, I wonder if is going to let him go by, and I, I was still kind of sp- surprised when he did. Yeah, but it was pretty cool. I was. Pulling for Eli, man, just come on! He was coming so fast. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But, I was.
3: I mean, I just see it like. Yeah, I think it was a smart move him letting him buy.
2: Cool. Well, I mean, but. I don't. I don't disagree. I thought it was cool. I think in the long run, you know, Ka- Kawasaki's probably happy with Joey for doing that. Yeah.
3: Well, and I think it would bring more publicity to Kawasaki in general. Of a like, hey, this man just won a million dollars. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this dude almost won a. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Like it'll be like posted more places if a person winning a million dollars over not like you know right. what I mean like it'll be posted on more sites.
2: All right. Well, so how about the uh, the super minis and the future all stars? What were your thoughts on that?
3: Uh, I think it was pretty sick. Um, that dude, that kid in the future all stars, like that, that came from France. I don't, I had no clue who that was. Yeah, came out and he was riding good. It kind of looked, looked a little sketchy, but I mean, definitely ride, riding fast. But that was that was crazy to see him like like have the tops qualifying in practice and stuff like that of a person never heard of.
2: Right. Yeah, I was excited by it. You know, I mean, we've had a lot of those guys a few of those guys on the show. So, uh seeing Max do well and you know, unfortunately Ryder's gonna be on tonight. He he had a rough night. Yeah. Um I really f- I felt like a lot of that had to do with his size.
3: Yeah, his size on the Superman, he's a little small and that's why he got the whole shot though. So, I mean, like, right, he's light. I mean that PC motor and then <laughs> A full, I mean, like probably like an 80-pound kid on the bike. Yeah, know. yeah. Like that, that's, yeah. Well, we're going to
2: ask him about that, you know. I mean, I know he was pretty bummed out. At first, I thought he was hurt with the first crash.
3: Yeah, that, that was gnarly. Yeah. He a tough block and he just kicked his whole bike mm-hmm. sideways.
2: So, we'll talk about we got him on tonight, and we've got Dustin Pipes with uh, HEP. Big announcement on Friday with those guys. Um, I don't know if you're up to date with that, Doc. Uh, so, Mathis did a live pulp show Friday night from Vegas and at the end he brought Dustin out for this big announcement um they have signed seven deuce deuce which is no oh, longer shit. seven deuce deuce Adam Entenap I forget what his number is this year it's na- like number 94 or something I, I have to, but it's definitely not
3: 94
2: well it was 90 something I thought I mean, oh yeah 94 <laughs> duh. yeah no, you're right. no it's not 94 my bad but anyway he's uh he's up in the 90s and um he's on and they signed Alex Ray okay so... that's cool yeah, so you know, Adam is no longer fly. Um, oh wow! Yeah, okay. they'll be sponsored by Thor.
3: I wonder what his next rap is going to be about. Right? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. But and then um, last night, Mathis mentioned that they also signed Chiz on that team, which Chiz hasn't answered me yet. I was trying to verify that, um, and we'll, we'll probably ask Dustin about that. But that you know, big thanks for that team. They've got. Yeah, they're, awesome. they're trying to do something this year, and it sounds like Dustin's not going to race which we had discussed that with him last year. Managing a team and racing was very difficult, so we'll have him on. And then last but not least, we'll have uh, Mrs. Taylor Hyman on again. You guys remember her from the Makeup to Mud and Vegas Dorino. She started uh, Pressbox MX, and Monster Energy Cup was her first race as media. She got some pretty cool interviews. We want to hear all about her experience. So bear with me one second. I want to check this text. Um, Doc, just uh, talk about Ponca coming up.
3: Yeah, I mean, this next week, Tuesday, it's Tuesday today, we're leaving for Ponca this evening, going up there, and I don't know, it's going to be fun, it's going to be my uh, second national back since I got hurt, first national actually being on the bike before I got before the national, I was only on my bike for like, what, a week before I went to uh, Ball Hall Brawl, but yeah, yeah. it should be fun. You excited to get go, back? We can go get some titles and... Get a couple more of those and then go on and push through to Minio's.
2: Got the new motorhome that oh, you're going to yeah. be traveling in for all of the, the amateur supercrosses. Oh, yeah. That's gonna, yeah? Be, that's you digging that
3: little, thing? Yeah. This motorhome's sick. That's going to be a long time in
2: the Yeah, motorhome. yeah. Well, DJ TJ, your dad's not here tonight. As usual, he's working. Yeah. <laughs> But he, uh, he's going all out trying to help this, this next, uh, amateur season for you. So you can
3: yeah, step into the, step
2: into the, B take class. a step up. Yeah. Move up and progress, man. But, um, all right. So we're going to have, before we actually get into our main show, like I said, we have a new sponsor tonight. Um, well, Hey, real quick, the winner of the fly racing toxin embargo helmet was Devin Cavendish. He, he entered the contest I really was kind of bummed on how many of you guys didn't uh, enter. You know, he even sent one late in the week and was like, man, I just, he said, I figured you'd have so many that I wouldn't really get in or whatever. And I was like, and he sent it in and and we picked him. So we, um, I was really surprised. I thought, you know, dude, when we have these contests, everybody entered. There's always a chance. We got some cool stuff coming from Fly. Um, Of course, shock socks, we do stuff on. We've got some more custom painted helmets coming and uh, our new sponsor is going to be doing some giveaways, one a month. And, of course, we have the Amsoil giveaway. Uh, but, anyway, our new sponsor that we're going to get him on here in a minute, Billy Edmondson, is the owner of Powerband Racing. They are a sp- suspension company, WPS. They they did all of uh, Ryan Sipe stuff. And if you guys are just hang tight, we will get Billy on, and we'll talk all about it.
4: I'm Justin Barsha, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
2: All right, on the phone, I've got Mr. Billy Edmondson with Power Band Racing. Billy, how are you doing tonight?
4: I'm doing well, guys. How are you doing?
2: Doing real good. So, um, I guess the the week leading up to uh, MX of Nations, our buddy Hal Simpson messaged me and told me I needed to get in contact with you. And uh, man, and right off the bat, we sort of kind of just decided we wanted to do something together. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business, Power Band Racing, and um uh, yeah you know, just what you what you want to do for our listeners and give us a little background.
4: Absolutely. Well I I got to give a shout out to Hal. I mean uh the the man is amazing. Um yes. and he kind of turned me on to you guys' uh podcast and honestly I uh you know kind of found it and uh really enjoyed it. So you well, know, I thought you. what better way, you know, especially with you guys being up and coming, why not be part of something like that and stuff like that. Especially I mean you had on, you know, Ryan Sipes, which we've been working with Ryan all season. So, I mean, it. like I said, you guys got some legitimate people on here, so why not be part of the program?
2: Well, that means a lot to us, because, yeah, like you said, we are still relatively new, and, and getting sponsors is not an easy thing, um, and it means the world to a show like us. So, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you work with Ryan Sipes. You're uh, you're a, uh, I guess, WP um, dealer. Is that is that the right terminology?
4: Actually, well, what basically WP, uh, you know, has is a, what's called an authorized service center. Okay. So we are one of the, uh, uh, we weren't necessarily one of the first, but I think we're one of the, uh, we call ourselves the little engines that could, you know, we're a small (laughs) operation, but you know, we focus primarily on WP and that's what a lot of guys, you know, kind of, kind of take a step back when they're like, well, that's all you work on. Well, you know, that's 95% of our work, um, we think that you know by focusing on one product and really putting everything into it, that's your best results. I mean, you don't go to a barber to get a steak made, so i mean <laughs> we don't we don't want to be one of these shops that take on anything, and you yeah, know we're very blessed that you know w p you know you know took us on as a service center a few years back, and it's honestly been the best thing that's ever happened to us you know, but that's like i said we that's all we focus on, so I mean if you're talking about cone valves or a track shock or even the the OEM stuff, AER, uh, youth model stuff. I mean, we try to be a resource in this industry, and you know, don't try to sit there and toot our horns. But you know, we're we're a, in essence, we're a young company also. So it's it's really critical for us to you know partner up with you know guys like yourself that are really you know getting getting the name out there, and that's the same thing we're trying to do. We don't have the budgets that some of the other you know big suspension companies do, but they're also working on budgets that they get from their pro teams too. So I mean, we look at it and say. We you know we stick our money where our mouth is, and we just want to try to give back as much as possible.
2: Well, yeah, and that's that's really cool. I mean, that's key to guys like like uh, you know it's vet riders and stuff is ha- having a company like that, that that is trying to do stuff to improve the the sport and, and be so hands on like that. And it's it's fantastic. I mean, I I'm, like I said, I'm just blown away that you even responded. That was really cool
4: you know like i said we we look for all different opportunities um I, I like to think that we think outside the box whenever possible and you know we don't get caught up on you know so and so sending us some you know spreadsheet for some media packet that they could inflate 100 times over you know we look at it and say you know it's a grassroots all the way so i mean that's how we do our stuff i mean a lot of our budget is word of mouth i mean honestly guys like hal and, you know even the some of the top level guys that we help out whether it's a sipes or you know, Russell Bobber, any of these guys. I mean, we, we, you know, we try to give back as much as you know we get. Um, and like I said, we like to work with the guys that are just up and coming, just like we are. So
2: yeah. So how long has Power Band Racing been in existence?
4: You know, Power Band's been in existence for quite a few years. I guess you know we kind of got our, you know, if you look back and do any research on us, our company actually has more of a youth model uh, history, and that was more just a simple fact is we were a regional suspension shop, you know, many years back. And, you know, we started seeing all these local kids coming up and, and guys like Jesse Wetland and, and Blake Dungey and some of these guys that really early on were, you know, we're talking 50 and 65 riders. And, and the fam- the families were like, Hey, could you help us, you know, work on some of this stuff? Well, I can tell you the first schematic I ever pulled up. I'm like, my goodness, there's nothing available for these things. So, you know, we really dove into it. And, you know, we started manufacturing springs and different components and, really that's where we got our name, you know, uh, you'll, you'll see many suspension experts, you know, listed with our names a lot of times. And that's basically because that's kind of was our forte. And actually that's the whole reason why WP kind of had their eye on us at some point was, you know, all the other ACs that were out there were, you know, primarily big bikes. They did do some smaller stuff, but, you know, we were, you know, if you'd go to like Loretta lens, you'd see our decals all over the track. So yeah. that kind of got us our start. But with that being said, it's tough because as a business group, everybody says, well, you just do minis. Well, we always did big bikes. It was the fact that, you know, I always tell people when when we came on board with WP, it allowed us access to better product, better tooling, all this kind of stuff. If you want to set demand, you got to have a way of, you know, providing for that demand. So, you know, as soon as we got, you know, the, the green light to be a, a WP player, man, we took that ball and we ran with it. And, and I think it shows a lot with what we've done. I think right now we're one of the top-selling WP, you know, pro-component providers in North America. We're a three-man operation. You know, we're taking on guys that have seven locations and, you know, payroll that makes ours look silly. Yeah. But but we live and breathe it every single day, and that's kind of what we did with our youth model stuff, and that's what we do today even with our, our big bike stuff. So
2: I love it. And how did you get hooked up with Ryan Sipes?
4: You know, I got hooked up with Ryan Sipes through a good friend of mine, Roy Cook, in uh, Tennessee – um, he just kind of reached out to me one day, you know, I've known Roy for many, many years, his son, RJ races, uh, a lot of XC stuff. And, you know, he was just kind of telling me how literally Ryan was, I'm not kidding you. He was doing his own suspension. Yeah. So when I say, I mean, it's equivalent of Ryan Dungey putting shims together in his garage. And I was like, I was blown away by it. So I just got his phone number, reached out to him. And, you know, our first, our first few, you know, interactions was basically me just helping him with some of the product. And then, um, came the next following year we kind of you know we're talking and said hey you know this is what I can commit to and it's tough when you're a small business obviously because you know I can't tell you how many times I've been on an airplane this year but I've enjoyed every minute of it you know I look at it as every experience that we get with these top level guys I mean that's that's a notebook full of data that I can't get anywhere else so I mean I I definitely appreciate and and Ryan I can't the guy's amazing if you if anybody gets a chance to talk to the guy I mean, I, I joke with people, I don't really do Ryan's suspension. Ryan just tells me where to put the shim. <laughs> I mean, the, cool. guy, the guy the is an amazing test rider because he can feel these subtle little changes, and I'm like, that's fantastic. I don't have to sit there. and, I mean, having been in the industry as long as we have, we've worked with a lot of riders, and there's top-level guys that can't tell you what sag does. Sure. You've got a guy that's telling me what shim to remove out of a certain part of the stack, I
2: mean that's priceless. So yeah, that's that's rare. I would especially well this day and age, it's rare. I think, but yeah, Ryan's yeah, R- yeah, Ryan's absolutely. a uh, pretty unique. Yes,
4: he's a unicorn. <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. <laughs> he's a great guy. So actually, I I met your your guy up there at MX of Nations at Redbud. He was right before one of the motos. He was I went and introduced myself, said hi to him. He's a nice guy. Oh, uh, so you so you met
4: Tyler? Yes, yes, yeah. Sorry. All right, so. Yeah, so basically, uh, you know, come this, uh, what would it have been, this this early spring, we kind of, you know, as a a business owner, you're always trying to figure out what what does markets need? And honestly, there was a big gap in what I thought was the southeast, you know, with what WP had for market share and that kind of stuff. And, you know, there had been a few guys that had done it before, and I thought, you know what, let's try to look at this, you know, map and say, you know, biggest problem with our business was shipping, you know, and a lot of guys, you know, if you're in Florida, Georgia, you want to, you know, you want to use our services. Well, guess what? That's three days shipping to. It might be a couple of days in the shop, and another three days back. And we started looking at that and, you know, we came up, uh, you know, I'd, I'd worked with club MX in the past. They're in Chesterfield, South Carolina. Fantastic facility. If anybody gets a chance to see it, I mean, Brandon does a beautiful job down there. And, uh, we just started talking, you know, last year at mini O's and said, Hey, we've got a pro shop down here. I mean, we'd love to have a suspension guy. Well, that's one thing to find a location. It's another thing to find, you know, somebody that you can trust and train in and stuff. And I'd known Tyler for quite a few years. Another, you know, another, uh, another person, Roy Cook had, you know, introduced me to. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if anybody gets a chance to meet Tyler, Tyler is the salt of the earth. I mean, the guy will take the extra time with you. I mean, so right now we actually have two locations. So there's power band racing that's based out of Minneapolis. uh, And then we've got our South Carolina location. You know, we've got, you know, going forward, what we've been trying to do with our business model is we're not going to be Main Street, USA, brick and mortar. You know, I try to look at what Amazon, let's say, is doing. Well, they're doing stuff completely different than anyone else. And yeah. honestly, we look at it and say, what's the point of having a suspension shop on a tarred street in downtown Main Street that you go and pick your stuff up, it's not perfect. Oh, well, I'll get back on the phone. I'm not kidding you. Our new business model moving forward is, We want to be right where the track is. So if we're not 10 seconds from the track, it's not a good business model because right now, if you're down at club and let's say you get yourself a new set of pro components, forks and shocks, literally you can go out, test the components, come back and say, well, maybe, maybe I want to try a little bit extra, you know, fork oil. We pull it up on a slab. We pull the fork off before you got a bottle of water in you. We've already got the fork back on the bike. I mean, from a customer's side, I mean, that's what we want to do in in the future all of our locations will be like that. We're going to be based where the customer, the consumer is at. So,
2: Yeah. I like that a lot because I, you know, I, I, am not real good at testing. That's for sure. But <laughs> if I had a chance to go out and have my suspension guy, you know, say, all right, well, try this now, try this. That would, that would lead a lot more to me trying to test different things. Cause I kind of, I'm pretty much bad. I'm bad about just, I'll set my clickers and I just go ride. Because I don't yep. know enough about it to really want to start adjusting things, so I feel like I'm just going to make it worse.
4: Well, and, and, that's, and that's the slippery slope with a lot of guys. And, you know, you know, we've always pride ourselves, you know, if, if you talk to us on the phone, you know, the first thing I'm going to tell you is where we set our components, where we set our adjustments. It's the same way I would set them if I was standing beside you on the side of the track. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, and unfortunately in our industry, and I'm not going to, you know, Good or bad, every industry has their, you know, guys that, hey, they just want it out the door as fast as possible. Throw it in the middle of the adjustment and say, take it from there. Well, you didn't just drop your hard-earned money to put it in the middle. You could have gotten a local dealership to do that. So the way we look at it is, if it's not perfect, let's dial it in. And the other thing is, too, we're, we're testing in an environment that's not, it's not all glam and prettied up and groomed. I mean, the most frustrating thing is when guys call me up and say, hey, i want to go test the local track. And you get there on a Tuesday night and the thing's groomed for a bunch of vet guys, no offense to the vet guys, but None I'm taken. not there to test I'm not there to test tear offs. I'm there to test <laughs> I want to test on Monday morning. Yeah. But I don't get that I don't get that opportunity to test on a really rough track. Um that's where the stuff's gonna shine. Anybody can make the stuff work on a on a Tuesday night and brownie mix. I mean <laughs> right. get your get your butt off the seat and it'll absorb half of that. So that's the cool part about being in a facility that's rough and, and it's challenging for an intermediate guy to an expert guy. So, yeah,
2: that's really I like all that. It just it, that kind of stuff would help me out. So hopefully, um, maybe here in the near future, you you guys will have something out this way. And that, that would we've be... actually
4: looked at Texas quite a bit, actually. So uh, yeah, I, I we... think in the future, I think in the future that would be the, the the location I'd be looking at.
2: Yeah, I think we we talked about that a little bit when I was. Uh, headed to Redbud, but I didn't know if you wanted to say that yet. So,
0: yeah,
4: you know, we we plant that seed out there. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I look at it. You know, we're you know, like I said, we're we're a small, tight knit group. Like yeah. I said, Tyler's Tyler's you know a big part of our group. I've got another tech back in my shop, Anthony, same type of guy. I mean, salt through the earth. I mean, we work hard, we play hard at the same time. Like I said, we you know we stay small for that reason. So we're not too big to you know. A lot of guys are surprised when we pick the phone up. Well, who 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 do you want to speak to? You want to speak to some guy that's, you know, was just hired to kind of fluff through the phone calls? wanna right. Talk to the guy that built it at the same time, and not to undersell what we're doing, but at the same time, we want to stay just tight-knit. You know, like, that's why we don't expand. We're not doing motors. We're not doing latent and wheels. Nothing against those things. But, yeah. You know, if we're going to focus on something, I want to be able to tell you, you know, an Air 48 fork, how many hours you can put on it before you're going to have to replace this component or how it's going to feel at 60 or or 10 hours. That's what, I mean, that's what you're paying us for is that type of information. So
2: definitely one of the things you said a minute ago, about you guys answering the phone is, is a big, that's a big deal to somebody like me. I've said on this show many, many times. Um, like I, I, I am a rep for X brand goggles. Now I've been wearing them for years, but the reason I started wearing them, well, first I started wearing them cause I got them. I had a good deal on them through a buddy. And the first time I needed something, I called X brand and Rich Taylor answered the phone. And that blew me Absolutely. away because I was like, if I was wearing Oakleys, Mister Oakleys not <laughs> answering the phone, you know. <laughs> so, no,
4: no, I, I don't. I don't know Mister Oakley's extension number. No, I, exactly. I don't, I, exactly. So um, yeah,
2: that's that's important that's a huge to me. Part
4: of products. Yeah. Yeah, that's um,
2: customer service is a mate you know a younger kid probably doesn't care that much, but an adult, somebody that has to deal with that kind of stuff on a regular basis, customer service is key. Yes.
0: Well,
2: Absolutely. so Absolutely. Billy. Tell me, you know, um, we've got a few minutes left here and, uh, tell me what, what your plan is, what you want to do for our listeners. Um, you signed on for a, a year of sponsorship and, you know, tell me what, to so let our listeners know what you're going to do for them.
4: Well, I mean, like I said, I, I think this is going to be a, a great opportunity, you know, just to, to kind of get our name out there, mm-hmm. you know, kind of how I would like to approach it is, you know, when it comes to our suspension products. Yeah, you can try to give people, you know, discount codes and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, that might humor somebody or it might just be somebody that's looking for a, a, a quick discount. And I kinda looked at it and said, you know what? Let's really put our, our, our money where our mouth is. And and what I would like to do, you know, let's 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 give away a suspension. One one a month. Now there is gonna be a disclaimer, you're not getting a cone valve fork and a track <laughs> shock. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's get that out in the open right now. Right. But, Obviously, obviously, people know that we are a WP shop, so primarily our stuff is KTM and Husqvarna. But what I'd like to do is, you know, is to be able to reach out to the the listeners and be like, you know what, you might not know about our company, but here's a good uh, opportunity to try our product and not have, you know, I always tell people it's, it's one thing to try a product, but sometimes when people spend money to try something, it skewers it a little bit because then they start feeling like a little buyer's remorse at times. This way you know what, a a, a listener could take the certificate, you know, it's going to be good for a fork and a shock revalve, yep, some exclusions, obviously, with some kit components or some major replacement parts, but long and the short is we want somebody to be able to take the certificate, get their suspension done, and actually get it back in the the listener's hands and be like, wow, I didn't know this this company in Minnesota even existed, man, it's just as good, if not better, than the stuff I was, you know, getting before, so that's what I would like to do for your listeners is, you know, like I said, we can do a, a a suspension a month, you guys can decide how you want to, uh, divvy them out. Obviously, you know, it's your cool. show, but you know, that's the stuff that we'd love to do. And, and, and if it works out, Hey, maybe we can do something even bigger, you know, down the road we're you know, we're looking long-term, this isn't a short game. So, um, we just love to be you know part of the program and see how it grows and how it develops.
2: Absolutely. Well, once again, man, thank you so much for becoming a part of, of the Moto X pod show and letting us, you know, try to build together, uh, again, very important to us. Very, it means a lot. Any anytime anybody helps us out or wants to come on board with us, it's it means so much to me and DJ TJ because we just we're new, you know, and we we're no we start out kind of as nobodies, and for ha- having the support from companies like yourself, it, it means the world to us. So thank you. Um, I look forward to letting our listeners get involved with this and seeing where it can go.
4: Excellent. I look forward to it.
2: All right, Billy. Hey, man, thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time tonight, and I'll uh, I'll hit you up tomorrow, and we'll we'll talk a little more. Sounds good, boss. Okay, bud. Thanks. Take care.
4: You bet. Right.
2: Uh, so, Doc, before we uh, wrap this segment up, that may be one more little uh, reason to try to push your dad to the KTMs.
3: Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> I mean, because you have you you kind of mentioned that you'd like to ride a KTM, have you not, or is that just more oh, of a joke? Yeah,
3: no, I definitely, I I really want to ride one. I, yeah, I've ridden them and I feel really comfortable on them immediately. Right. I mean, no, riding other people's bikes and feel comfortable on them immediately. Cause
2: yeah, it says something. So maybe we can, maybe we can use that as a little leverage with your dad. Uh, all right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with Dustin Pipes. This is Kyle Chisholm, You're listening to the Motor X Pod Show.
1: to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too.
2: Dark side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828. One four seven two, Or email char, char at mxgirl.com and that's mxgirl, G U R L. And tell her Moto X Pod sent you. Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil synthetic oils. Amsoil has been around for 45 years and was the first company to bring synthetics to the general public in 1972. Since then, Amsoil has led the way in application specific oils and fluids designed solely for your cars, trucks, motorcycles, boats, and more. We understand what your needs are when it comes to protecting your investments, whether it be your motorcycles or the vehicle you use to transport your motorcycles.
1: Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is nationwide with customers and warehouses all across the USA and Canada. By joining the Preferred Customer Program, anybody can buy Anzoil products factory direct at wholesale pricing. Want to stock it at your shop or use it on your fleet of vehicles or your business? Would you like to become an Amsoil dealer and have a tax write-off for your trips to the track or trail and start selling Amsoil to your friends and fellow racers? With Amsoil, you get free shipping on orders over $100, even when you are a wholesale customer. Contact Dane Evans to find out how it all works.
2: We at Mad Jack Synthetics are riders and racers just like the guys at the Moto X Pod Show. We know what you need to keep you in the game week in and week out. Amsoil Incorporated is a sponsor of many of your favorite series. Monster Energy Supercross, Snowcross, ATV MX, Daytona Bike Week, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, GNCC, King of the Hammers, Hot August Night's Car Show, and Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. Contact Dane and tell him the Moto X-Pod show sent you. Let him help you save money on your maintenance using Amsoil. Contact Dane at 805-531-9551. Or toll-free at eight five five six two three five two two five, or at MadJackDiesel Shop Like us and contact us on Facebook at Dane Amsoil Guy, on Twitter at Dane underscore Evans three ninety three, and on Instagram at Dane underscore Amsoil Guy. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is dark side And as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why Allsport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. Allsport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone. Please try all-sport dynamic wrist braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gurky, and Brock Tickleware in their pro careers. Check them out, all-sport dynamic braces.
0: Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort.
2: Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. The 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new Women's Light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles.
0: Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info.
2: On the line with us, our next guest, he is brought to you by Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. If you don't like replacing leaky fork seals, Check out burn motorsports.com or ask your local dealership about Shock Socks. So on the line is, uh, I guess, team manager for HEP Motorsports, Dustin Pipes. What's up, Dustin? Hey, what's,
0: go- what's uh, g- g- going on? Um, yeah, I think that's probably the uh, correct title
2: now. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you were wearing a number of hats last year. I think we actually sat down and talked about that in St. Louis a little bit. Um, so it sounds like you decided to not race in 2019. Is that that about sum it up
0: um I, I don't know about that yet but um we're focused on the team right now and kind of what that's doing and the riders that we have signed and some potential things in the future so um i don't think official decision. i don't think we've come to terms with that yet but um we're kind of gonna go you know the way of uh, yeah kind of put, put uh, things
2: together are you there Yep. Okay. It, was, it cut out for a second. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, if it came to a point where you felt like it was just too much to handle, would you be okay, like to to not race it at that level?
0: Um. Yeah. Probably. Uh, <laughs> it depends on the keep going and kind of stuff like that. Um, you know, just uh, just kind of all depends on the direction of the team and what kind of progress that we make and kind of where my role fits.
2: Right. Well, um, so speaking of the team, you made a big announcement on Pulp at the live show Friday night. Um, you announced Mr. Adam Entenat being on board with Help. Yep. That's a big one because yep. I really didn't think he would ever go away from the Hondas, but he's a RM Army now. Yeah. So how'd that yeah. deal come about?
0: Um. So, believe it or not, Adam actually came to me. Um, kind of at the. End- well, he kind of hinted to it at the uh, end of the series this past year, and kind of stuff like that. If there was a place for, for me, to, for uh, him to go, and uh, kind of stuff like that, I didn't think he was that serious um, about it. Um, so, kind of just brush it off, and then um, during uh, out, um, uh, outdoors this year, when things started to come together, brought it back up again. Uh, that's kind of how it happened. That uh, everyone's sign off on it, obviously. Uh, you know, Addy brings a lot to the table and fan-wise and stuff like that, but um, I also think, you know, um, he might turn in his best results that he ever has with us. Um, I think our staff here and um, also, you know, a stable program and stuff like that and not having to change his tire <laughs> right before crap. Yeah. Just dumb stuff like that that he had to do to where he can still just focus on riding. I think it's going to help him out a lot and um we're uh, pretty pleased with it the fans seem to like it um and believe it or not he was we we uh with him before he got hurt and he was faster on our, on our bike than he was uh the uh, honda so we're pretty confident that we can get the best out of addy and uh yeah we we'll are pumped for uh, 2019
2: with him definitely yeah like i I, a lot of people may not know that i mean you helped him out a tremendous amount last year if i'm not mistaken you carried his bike to a lot of the east coast rounds anyway you guys are buddies and usually pitted right there by each other when you could so it probably is a really smooth transition yeah
0: yeah i've known addy since i was about six or seven so um obviously i've known his family for a long time we weren't that close to friends here but you know, as we grew up, we grew into a really close friendship. And, um, you know, um, bringing his bike to the rounds last la- last year and stuff like that. Um, we saw just how hard he worked and how much he cared about the fans and stuff like that. And uh, we're glad that we can bring that to us, you
4: know.
2: Yeah, there's no, no doubt that of probably 98% of the riders, Adam and his brother Tyler – um, spare no, like they 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 do not cut off their fans. They if they're headed to the line to to run a moto and a fan wants to say hi to them, they are hundred percent on. They're going to spend time with their fans and and take a picture. And sometimes that's almost more important, not not necessarily more important than results, but that can bring a lot to a team like yourself to have guys like him and, and your other rider that you announced, Alex Ray. I mean, he's got a big fan base, you know, thanks to Pulp. And that's really important, I would think, to a team like yourselves.
0: Yeah, um, Alex has also been a friend of mine for a long time. And, um, you know, that was a signing that kind of came up. Alex was actually – he wasn't really on our radar at first um, just because we thought he was going to stay where where he was at. And then he was just calling and calling and calling. And finally we set something he could ride the pilot. we can kind of see how he could get the team and um everything and, and uh, things went well on day so um we thought it'd be good to bring to a uh, we really want to work with that, you know try their hardest yeah they're all out
2: there hey Dustin your signal you're I'm breaking not- up a little bit is there any way you could move around maybe
0: yeah you can, you, oh that's way there? better
2: that's way better yeah
0: Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so with uh, Alex, um, you know, we want guys that are going to try try their hardest, and I think uh, <laughs> um, Alex does that. Yes, he, he uh, does. He sends every it. Every time he's on the track. And, um, you know, he's fun to be around, you know, at pits, too. Um, we want to make sure we kind of have a light um, pits, 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 you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so where, you know, guys, even if, you know, and it's it's uh, not the night, you know, that um, that they don't drag the whole team down and kind of stuff like that. And I think uh, with Addy and with Ray, I think you know we have that. They're two great great guys on and off the bike, and uh, we're we're uh, pretty pumped with that.
2: Definitely, uh, you know, I was really impressed with your team last year. It was a new team. But you put a lot, a lot of effort in. You, I mean, you had a really clean setup. With, I mean, last year you had the FXR deal, and you had guys like Cunningham and Henry Miller, um, mm-hmm. LaFontaine, La and then you guys. What you did to help Subaru out was just unreal. I mean, like that. Mm-hmm. I told you numerous times. I think that like you guys are a team that need to stick around, and I see you making moves to do that. Very impressive. I mean, for a second year team now. Um, do you plan on having four guys again? Is that what you're shooting for?
0: Um, Cedric will be here next week to test some things with the bike and stuff like that. There's a chance we go to four. Um, We'll kind of see how it all parades out. Cedric um, does have to defend a title over in Great Britain uh, to do that, and I know he's really pumped to hold that one plate there. So um, if there's a way we can work him into the fold, we definitely would love to do that. He's a, a great guy as as well and he's also really really fast so um yeah if uh there's a way to do that i'm sure we'll find it
2: cool cool yeah I, I really liked you doing that last year and um now i don't know if you know this but on pulp monday night towards the end of the show mathis mentioned another rider that you guys had signed i don't know if that's official yet um do you want to talk is there anybody else you want to mention
0: um i haven't even heard Oh, okay. Show, so I'm not sure what he said. Well,
2: he said that Chiz Chiz was on the team, but I didn't know if that was a.
0: I, I, um. Yeah. So we've talked to Kyle. We've talked with a ton of people. Okay. And, um. Chiz is definitely a guy that's on our radar. That's on our radar, and we um, actually talked to him quite a bit last year too. Yeah. Um. But we don't have anything set in stone. Okay. With Kyle, you know this stuff could work out. It couldn't. Uh. But we'll kind of see how it plays together and. You know, Kyle's that Kyle's for sure an uh, option, but no, there's nothing signed there. Gotcha, um, or anything like that. Well,
2: I, I will tell you that if if Chiz gets signed to HEP Motorsports, I'm going to be the number one fan because Chiz is my guy. I'm a huge Kyle awesome. Chisholm fan, so and of course I love A Ray's one of my buddies, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm so excited. You have no idea how pumped I am on your team for this season.
0: Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, great. Um yeah, we're trying to definitely uh make this kind of a fan team guys that are gonna go out of their way and you know, see see, you know, see uh, you know, guys in the pits and stuff like that are that are you know, you know, gonna have fun doing it. So I'm glad that you uh you uh like what, what uh we're doing. Absolutely.
2: So, you know, you you did supercross last year. You you're a you're kind of primarily a supercross guy from what I what I know of you. Um do you like do you like to run the nationals at all or do any outdoor stuff?
0: Um, team wise or rider wise.
2: Rider wise, just yourself.
0: Um, honestly outdoors are so much harder. Yeah. Uh, just um you know, um at sex it's like, you know, we can wake up at ten, you know, have <laughs> a light light up breakfast and then go to the track and you know, check out the track at noon and then we're riding at one or two and you know, just jump jumps and jumps to get in, you know. Um sure. it's definitely a little bit easier um indoors. And you know, outdoors obviously you gotta wake up at like six and qualify in and then do two long motos and stuff like that. So Oh, I get it. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm probably an indoor guy, just more for the schedule, um for for that, but uh yeah, indoors.
3: Yeah, well, on on the whole technical side of riding and like how you ride the bikes, like like what's the biggest change from riding moto to supercross?
0: Um, I think for that it's just you know it's the suspension setup um, on the tech, on the BMX tech side. Um, you know that's probably the main thing. Yeah.
2: So uh, back to the team thing, um, you know, let, let's just in hypothetically you have rider A who. Can probably podium, but maybe isn't very well liked by the fans or the industry, or maybe maybe sponsors don't really care for this person's attitude. And then you have rider B, who's a top fifteen guy, but is very well received. Would you rather hire a guy like a rider B, who is more well received, may not get on the podium, but will bring more as you know, as a, in a business standpoint?
0: Um, I think you know with that you kind of got to look at the price tag and oh, yeah. kind of you know weigh it out that way. You know a lot of the things that, not you know based on you know a rider getting third or a rider getting fifteenth. It's all about kind of what the team can afford and what it sees and its risks versus re, re-, uh, re- awards Sure, um, you know that's kind of the main thing.
2: What's the biggest thing you learn? Like I mean, that's obviously a, that that's a business. Response that I really didn't even think of right off the bat was the, the the price tag of the rider. But what's the biggest thing that you learned last year, business wise, as far as trying to run a company or being you know heavily involved with running a company?
0: Um, probably just to have people in the right place to, uh, you know, p- to take some certain things off your plate and people that you trust to get certain tasks done. Um. You know, last year with riding and stuff like that, um, it was that was something that I had to have, and I'm Mm -hmm. glad I had those guys in uh, place to do it. So um, I think that's the main thing is just having a staff that you can trust and you know guys that you can work with.
2: Right. And are you personally heavily involved with finding sponsors for the team? Like you?
0: you Um. Yeah. So me, along as a couple other people, work work towards that. um, I'm pretty much the main person involved with them all um in terms of you know the gear and stuff that we did last year as well as this year um i pretty much head all had all of that as well as some of the other um non-endemic sponsors mm-hmm. um so yeah um i'm kind of at the forefront of all that
2: okay so um how about uh what are the other sponsors do you have other sponsors that are definitely signed on that are that you can announce
0: um, I think we we kind of want to wait and do a team press. Okay. Re at least for, for that. We'll have some that come out in the next week or so. And we're going to wait for those to kind of do them all just so they coincide with the uh, partners that we have and stuff like that.
2: Totally understand. Fair enough. Um, so, what, what are your expectations for 2019? Uh, you know, right now you've got two guys that are definitely signed. Um, you mentioned, you know, Subross may be coming over, there's a couple other guys that may work out. You know, what are your goals? Like, what would make you happy as a team? Uh, you know, what's your highest expect like, your highest, uh, I guess, expectations?
0: Um, I think our whole goal for this year is to just continue to build our base. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, results-wise, we have some personal things that we want to accomplish um, as team goals. Um, but we just want to build a solid, solid team and kind of build for the future. Um we're not going to get too ahead of ourselves and try to do too much at one time, and then get burned out and not want to do it. You know, we want to build this team to last, and I think the main thing for us is we just need to keep on building and uh, go from there. Obviously, last year our best um, uh, overall was twelfth with Kyle mm-hmm. at Boston. Oh no, not at Boston the round before. Um, so if we can build on that and get a little bit better, I think that's what we're looking to do.
2: Yeah, I like it. I mean, like I said, I think you guys are definitely a team that's kind of like, you know, Moto Concepts started out where they did. And then last year, you know, Brayton wins at Daytona. You know, I I think you're a team that can year by year get a little better and improve and have a bigger fan base and more and more sponsors. And our sport needs that so much. We need those teams because there's just not enough places for – you know for the riders to go especially the quote-unquote privateers you know i mean teams like yourselves are are gonna are the future of our sport
0: well thank you and we definitely you know view ourselves as someone that's going to be a player um in the future yeah and uh we hope to build our way towards that
2: awesome well dustin i appreciate you coming on tonight um And uh, taking some time for us, and I look forward to Anaheim 1, seeing what you guys have and what you can do. And um, I'll be at round two, and I think Doc will be, too, Racing Amateur Day. So we'll definitely come by and say hi. Cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll see see, see you then. Thanks for uh, letting me come on. Absolutely, Dustin, man. You have a good
2: night, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon, bud. All right.
0: Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks, man. Bye.
2: Cool. I Yeah, Dustin's a good dude. Um, I don't know if you, you well, you haven't been to Supercross because your dad doesn't take you usually. Exactly. So, yeah, well, this year you'll get to meet all these guys. He's pretty rad. And uh, we had his girlfriend, Dylan, on. She was a monster girl. She came on okay. at one point. She's pretty cool. It's a, it's a family thing. Like, like I said, I got this hangout in St. Louis um, press day and just all day. his team was there. And the Entic Naps were pitted right next to him and just. It's a cool vibe, man it's a, So when, when Supercross comes uh, You guys go by, see the Hep Motorsports team And uh, alright, we're going to take another break We'll be right back And our next guest is—he's uh, becoming a regular. You know, he's one of my favorite amateur riders. Uh, we got little rider D Francisco on. What's up, rider D?
5: What's
2: up? Shoot, man, we're uh, we're just hanging out, kind of looking out the window at the the rain. It's cold here. Can't go ride because it's sucky weather. So, yeah, you don't have that problem too much out in SoCal, do you? Oh
5: no, I. Right. Every day it's always perfect weather to go, risk and everybody. Uh, uh, I think it rained I think it, it rained
2: and we were at Monster Cup downpour, so it made the dirt good. Yeah, and that you know, Chris Kiefer always says how good the dirt is when it rains out in the des Oh, and it's like
5: the best dirt you can get.
2: Yeah, right. Well man, uh we talked a little bit I guess it we texted a little bit Friday and talked about you coming on after your first Monster Cup. Um we know it didn't go how you wanted it to, but why don't you tell us about your day as a whole?
5: Uh, started off good. I think started off with like a fourth fastest time, and then stuck with like fourth fastest time all the way through the day. And uh, last practice, had to visit the asterix medical crew or the alpine stars, let's just say. But uh, I had to little get or not get off off the dragon's back. Kind of pulled my shoulder out and uh, fixed that up. So I uh, had to send it the night show and uh, <laughs> got it on the gate, and I was like, "Oh man, we gotta pull a whole shot and win this thing right now!" Yeah. Um, I get started, got the whole shot, and uh came over the came over the jump in the back, and there was a, a table on the track, and so uh, hit that thing and went down. Uh, luckily, I didn't get landed on, but uh, came out healthy and uh, went back to the. To the, to the semi, and was like, alright, man, we have nothing to lose. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta get it off this photo. I uh, got the whole shot again, uh, led all the way to the sand, and then two and a half laps in, came off the finish line a little slower than I thought, and encased it, and went down again. So, yeah. definitely a rough night, um, but glad to walk away healthy.
2: Absolutely, like you were holding your, your arm after the uh, the first moto crash where you clipped the hay bale and I, I or the tough block, and I was a little worried. Um, I texted you. and You said you were okay. Did it was just a stinger, or you know what what happened?
5: I fell on the bike. was on top of me, and mm-hmm. the, like the rear wheel kept like truckling and like getting in my elbow and my arm, so it kind of hurt. But uh, uh, once I do this, fine. Pop back on the bike.
2: Yeah, you know, and sitting there watching on TV, I mean, look, dude, you're one of the younger riders in that class. Um, honestly, you you know, you're you're a little smaller than those guys. It looked to me like your height was maybe hindering you a little bit, especially on the dragon's back. I mean, did you notice that? Do you think that you were at a little bit of a disadvantage? Yeah, I definitely noticed that. Um, one of
5: the taller kids was hitting the dragon's back with his spouse and Barsha and all those guys were so <laughs> – I definitely noticed the the height uh, deal between me and all the other guys just through the sand and through the dragon's back. And right. I think if I was a little taller, I would have saved the tough block and the finish line incident.
2: But yeah, I, I, I agree. A short I, I agree because like the the finish line one, you know, it just kind of kicked you. You you clipped it. You came up a little bit short, which a lot of guys were. But being a little smaller and, and probably a little less travel on the suspension, it just, it kicked you, it seemed like, and, and then you were just along for the ride at that point. Yeah. Uh, you know, and going into this, you've got a hell of a team behind you. You've got, you know, um, Kawasaki behind you, and you've got Ikua on your side, and mom and dad who know the sport. Did Did you, were you mentally prepared to you know, probably be undersized. Did you go in knowing, hey, man, I'm? did you know you were at a disadvantage before you even showed up for the race or, or what was your mindset going into the weekend? Yeah, it was definitely
5: through practice. Like, I knew, like, I was, there was a little disadvantage between the height, mm-hmm. and, uh, but, I mean, I wasn't too worried about it. Uh once you're that night show, I mean, your brain doesn't work like it's in practice. Like, yeah. it's Like, you're brainstorming the whole time. So, like, I think it was just the, the fact that when I case the finish line, it was like that. Um, going into the race, I mean, I was there to win, so for me to crash both those really bums me out. But uh, just really glad to be walking off stage.
2: Definitely, man. I mean, like I said, it's it's your first year, and I know you're you're used to winning and being very competitive. And it, as a racer, it's very difficult sometimes to have a, a weekend or a night like that. Um, but I would imagine you learned a lot. Um, you know, it's it's fairly new experience for you being in that type of environment. What was something that you took away um, on the mental side, and what was something that you took away on technique side from the weekend?
5: I think just learning and learning the tight racing and the timing, and and not freaking out when you're right next to someone. And I mean, three lives going up the finish line. I mean, I panicked and. I was half the part of going down too, but uh, I yeah. think just racing indoors and having that tight, that tight aspect of, oh no, I'm so close, but I just keep like just keep going, you know? Yeah, and, and jumping over people, and <laughs> it's just a different type of racing for sure.
2: Absolutely, yeah,
3: and um, like on the gates, like at Monster Cup and at the Nationals in general, like are you even, are you thinking about what you need to do there, like winning wise, or are you just like, are you not even thinking about the race at all?
5: I guess we brainstormed this weekend. Uh, it was in my head, I was just getting a start and win. I mean, that was the only thing that was in my head, and that was all week, uh, just to get out of practice safe and just going through my head like podium speeches and just like everything else. I mean, it was. I think it was just getting a start.
2: Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, it, it's a great experience, and I mean, you've got a few more years where you'll be able to be in that class. And I think I texted you like, dude next year is going to be completely different. You're, you're more than likely you're at that stage in your childhood where you're going to have some growth spurts and, you know, next year you might be a foot taller for all we know, you know, and just come out and be so much more mentally prepared. You know, it, it, it's not always a bad thing to get your butt kicked. You know, sometimes you can take a lot out of that. That's more positive than had you gone out there and just cleaned house and won. Yeah, definitely. Like, I,
5: I, Now, I mean, it makes me want to work harder. Yeah. Sure. Going to, like, coming off of that, it's like, dude, I want to get back on the bike now. (laughs) Put the get all pumped up, and then come back next year and win. But, uh, yeah, I definitely learned a lot. And want to come back and swing it next year.
3: So, I know, um, uh, like, of course now i can't remember his name jet. reynolds jet he broke his wrist right before the race did that mess with you at all like did that mess with you at all because i don't know you were practicing with him i didn't know if you were there that day but did it mess with you mentally like oh crap this is pretty gnarly um yeah i mean it was the last
5: day me and him were it was our last one before the last uh it was like third final lap i don't know it he like, came off his there uh, are like three whips into a corner and, uh, got a little whiskey and went with a berm. It definitely scared me that day. Um, I studied motor testing this, so. It freaked me out a little bit, but I was just like, just get through it. Yeah. Get smart up and don't even worry about it. But, uh, I'm definitely bummed for the guy. Um he worked, we all worked so hard. All these testing days together and, uh, definitely bummed just to see it right in front of me happen.
2: Right. And, and okay. now he's he's raced uh raced that a couple of times if I'm not mistaken. Did he give you any advice? Uh yeah, a
5: little bit after he got hurt. Um <laughs> he called me ready for it, and I was just like, dude, just just win it, man. Yeah. Um yeah, we're we're pretty pretty supportive with each other.
2: Yeah, I like that. Yeah, okay. I told Go ahead.
3: And um I was just curious, I mean, you did that, that monster cup, are you gonna be doing the amateur supercrosses this year?
5: Yeah, I'll do the Angel
3: Stadium,
2: and I'll do Glendale, maybe Oakland. And then the one I really want to do is Nashville. new one you put in. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, uh, well, I w- we I'll were just talking. See you at most of them. Yeah, Doc. Doc here's he's going to race all of them. I think so. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a meet. You'll get a chance to meet Doc and uh, his dad, TJ. <laughs> I've actually
3: met him before. So. What's that? Said I've actually met him before. We oh, okay. Oh, that's him, right. But... Yeah, you have.
2: But uh, I'm going to be at. Uh, Looks like I'll be at Glendale and Oakland and probably Denver and of course the Texas rounds. So yeah, dude, I I look forward to coming out there and seeing you throw down at some of those races. Yeah, this was fun. It was fun last year and he was racing in
5: different type of racing. Right. He was getting close
2: to people. You and I you and I have to go find Mathis and uh mess with him a little bit say, Wait a minute, what's this Carson right. what's this Carson Mumford crap? Oh, man. <laughs> So, hey, after the after Moto 1, after the tough block, and you go in, uh, you know, what What does Ikua say to you?
5: He was definitely bummed. I mean, all the way back to the shock, dude, I was just, my head was just not right. Yeah. I was, so I was weird, I was, I was mentally done, but uh put my head back on straight, and uh, he was just like, dude, if you did that last one, you're pissed off, just go out there and and just try your hardest. I mean, that's
2: all you can do at this point,
5: so. Right. That's really all I did, and uh, lined up and got the whole shot again, and that was pretty cool.
2: So what was your favorite part of the weekend? Uh, you know, whether it be, you know, just being in the pits, I saw I saw on some of the uh, footage they showed during the night that, you know, you got to do an autograph signing. I'm sure it's not your first one, but, I mean, what, what was something that really stood out this weekend that was just like, holy shit, this is cool? I
5: think just like, press and, and all the pits and signing autographs and like just the whole atmosphere was pretty cool it was kind of all like all cooled down and chilled out and like everyone was in a good mood and I think just all of that was pretty cool I mean racing under the lights is an amazing opportunity but they think just having fun around the pits and riding, yeah. riding through the tools and everyone just cheering you on through <laughs> there is pretty cool too.
2: Right on. So let's talk about the pro races. I mean, the big talk, of course, is the final lap. You know, Savachi waving, Eli by. You know, basically those guys are your teammates now. Um, what do you think of that? You know, what did you think of Savachi letting him go? Do you think that was kind of cool? And could you have done that? I talked to my mechanic about
5: this. I was like, "Dude, would you let me buy for a million dollars?" And you said no. But um, <laughs> I think I think that was pretty cool on Savachi's Savachi's part. uh I knew I knew if it came down to that Savachi would do it but
2: I think Savachi did the right thing and um I thought it was pretty cool I did too you know there I, I doc and I were talking earlier in the show that you know there's there's it seems to be divided kind of 50 50 on what people's reaction is some people's like hey you you don't ever throw away a win away and Savachi has had a little history you know with kind of losing the championship in Vegas two years ago and People have some people have a bad opinion of him in certain areas, and and he could have went out and proved that he can win. But I mean, it was obvious he could have win. He could win. So I I think it was a good move. I liked it. You know, not so much for Eli to win the million, but I was more happy for the fan who won the million. Yeah,
5: definitely. I think I think it got more out of the fan. What or Shivaji went until last Yeah. And 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 the guy that won the million dollars that. Bet on Tomac.
2: That was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know somebody bet on Tomac. Uh, yeah, they like bet on Tomac. If Tomac
5: won the mill,
2: they won the mill. Oh, okay. I, you're talking. I thought you meant like just gambling. But you're talking about the fan that was there for Monster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that guy, Jesse. I think his name was Jesse Habert or something like that. Yeah. That was that was definitely rad, man. I mean, that I was pretty excited uh, just that last lap going. You know, for the fan. Like I said, I mean. How cool would that be to be in his shoes and just be a regular guy and, and be a million dollars richer? I would definitely
5: like to be that guy right
2: now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Ryder in a few years you're gonna be pretty doing pretty well. I so, hope so. So the Moto X pod show may be coming looking for a Ryder D uh sponsorship. <laughs> Well, man, I, I was excited, you know, uh, I, I really, it was scared me when you crashed, but I was pulling for you, obviously, you know how big of a fan I am, um, I look forward to you do, being out there this year, man, at some of the amateur days, and and just getting better at it, you know, it, it is a completely different, it's a completely different riding style and technique than what you do on a normal basis, so I, I think as long as you keep working, and uh, you'll, like I said, next year, I think it's going to be a lot different, I think those guys need to be scared next year.
5: I hope
2: they are. <laughs> Dude, hey! Once again, I always appreciate you coming on. Uh, you're always welcome on our show. We're we're some of your biggest fans, and uh, thanks for taking some time tonight, buddy. Yeah,
5: thank you.
2: Okay, Ryder, I'll uh, I'll holler at you soon, and I look forward to seeing you for sure in Glendale. Yeah, I can't
5: wait. Okay, bud, nice take talking care, to you, man. Yeah.
2: See ya. Pretty fast kid, yeah. you know he's uh. He's got a lot, He he's young, he's got a lot to work on. I mean, I know sometimes those kids at that age in the super minis don't necessarily pan out as they get into big bikes, but I feel like technique-wise and talent-wise, well, he's got a lot to offer. I mean,
3: normally the kids that are like at that, like Monster Cup and stuff like that, normally they pan out. <laughs> That's true, I guess, yeah.
2: There's been a couple kids, though, that were like superstar mini riders, and Mathis mentioned a bunch of them, that just, things that didn't just work out, you know, I mean, those guys just kind of and disappear like and...
3: I mean, yeah, it happens. I yeah, mean, not too awful often, but right. it happens. Normally, you hear their name for at least four or five years after super minis.
2: Yeah, I think we have an amazing group of kids coming up in the next few years. Just, I mean, what we watch, like you know, Saturday night. There's, there's some oh definitely. amazing riders, and the future of our sport, as far as talent goes, is yeah, on point. It, it is I just hope that the media, not the media, but the the sponsors and all that, they, come they, around they and jump into. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. Okay, uh, we are taking one last break and we'll be back with Taylor Hyman.
1: Your attention, please. Please yeah. yell if you are paying attention. Ah!
2: We are going to wrap this show up with one of our favorite guests. She's been on numerous times. She is brought to you by Torque One Racing, TorqueOneRacing.com. If you're looking for aftermarket shifters, brake pedals, grips, handlebars, uh, pegs, numerous other things, hit up Torque One Racing. They are our title sponsor. Jimmy is a rad dude. He'll get you hooked up or let me know, and I'll get you set up with those guys. But anyway, TorqueOneRacing.com brings you Miss Taylor Hyman with Pressbox MX. Taylor, what's up?
5: Hey, guys. How you doing?
2: Oh, we're doing good. Um, so, most of our listeners know you because you've been on. You did makeup to mud. You were uh, part of the Vegas Torino team and were injured. We've talked to you a few times, but you have a new Ooh. endeavor. You started Pressbox MX. Let us know, let our listeners know what that is and what your plans are. Oop. Are you there? Taylor, hello. Yep, we lost you. you. Did you Did you hear what I said?
5: (laughs) No, I heard the last. I didn't hear the last little bit.
2: Okay, um, so I would say you're uh, you started Pressbox MX, and just let our listeners know what that's about.
5: Yeah, so Pressbox MX is a marketing and consulting firm tailored to the power sports industry. We really like to work with athletes and help them gain sponsorship and learn how to market themselves and we also like to work with companies on the other end of doing affiliate marketing uh helping them with their social media because as we know that's taking over billboards nowadays and really anything that any marketing company can we, can do we can do that as well to the power sports industry
2: so if somebody is interested in, in getting with you and, and looking into that how would they contact you let's get that out of the way before all your rad stories from last weekend
5: yeah, so you can contact us. Um, you can email me, Taylor, at PressBoxMX.com. You can visit our website, www.PressBoxMX.com, or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at PressBoxMX.
2: Okay, now because of PressBoxMX you, and you live in Vegas, you went to the Monster Energy mm-hmm. Cup this weekend, and this was your first event pretty much as you know, media. Um Yes, you had contacted me <laughs> earlier in the week, and at the time, you didn't even have credentials. You were just going to go as a fan, and you you had a couple interviews set up with Wes and Pike and uh, Joey Savatce because of our mutual sponsor, All Sport Dynamics. Uh, right. So, tell us how that you know. Let us know how that whole thing was coming about. How you how you had that plan, and then you eventually got credentials and just an amazing weekend. So, kind of give us a little rundown of your weekend.
5: Yeah, I mean, it just started as, um, you know, Jeff Brewer from All Sports, he set up two interviews with Joey Spocci and Weston Pike, which I was so surprised to even get those. So I was just going to go on Saturday at the fan. Like you said, um, Pressbox has only been open for about a month to the public and we do have a few, um, few clients that we're working with, but I was just going to go, you know, knock out those interviews and then, you know, enjoy, enjoy it as a fan. But, um, Sean Brennan from Monster Energy. He does all the personal relations for failed Monster Energy. The yeah, you, he's actually been on your show before. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He's the he's like the the media um, manager. I guess. I don't know what his exact his title is for for failed. Yeah, he's rad. Right.
5: Yeah, he's awesome, guys. So I saw that he was actually following my business account, and he was following my personal account and I saw that and I was like oh that's really cool I'll shoot him a message so I just sent him a message like hey thank you if you're in town this weekend I'd love to you know meet up and for a few minutes and just get some insights on what your job is you know the the position that I'd like to be in one day and he's like yeah, absolutely come to press day on Friday and I was like what okay <laughs> <laughs> so I came to press day on Friday and he had a media pass for me and you know, I had no idea what I was walking into, and got to sit through the whole press, and go out on the track, and then actually got talking with Ricky Carmichael. Nice. Um, and I asked him a question in regards to women in the sport, because as you guys know, I was on makeup to mud, and it's my passion project to help promote women. So they, you know, we don't have a very big spot in the industry. So, right. Asked him a few questions about makeup to mud, got my answers, and um. It was overall an amazing experience there. I talked to a ton of people, and, you know, it's really cool to see, you know, as a fan, I'm looking up to Emig, I'm looking up to Ralph, I'm Mm -hmm. looking up to Egan, and all these people, and then, you know, now I'm interviewing them, and now I'm getting to talk to them, and now they all know me by first name, so it was a pretty incredible experience to be there on Friday, and then, um, you know, you're not really allowed to interview on Saturday, but... Sean, you know, understood that it's my first time really interviewing people, so he allowed me to get my quick interviews in on Saturday, and and uh, now I'm writing up all the articles.
2: <laughs> yeah, you saying that like nobody's ever, you know, we've only been doing this a year or so, basically of actually going to these races and doing it anyway, and. I still do interviews on Saturday, man. If if I can walk up to some of these guys that I've gotten to know a little bit and say, hey, do you have a minute? Mm-hmm. They're usually pretty cool about it. So, Yeah. Yeah, and um, I thought it was pretty funny when you and I were texting back and forth, and I was like, hey, when are you going up there? And you're like, oh, like Saturday around noon. I was like, oh, man, you're going to miss all the media opportunities by then. So, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you got to get in there at 8 a.m., you know, when the guys are – before they even get in the trucks, basically, and – Um, yeah, so you were kind of in the same boat I was like a year and a half ago when I just didn't have a clue what I was doing really. And, um, so yeah, I was, I thought it was pretty cool that you were doing this and I, I, you know, I was trying, I have a contact that failed that I was trying to help get you some credentials and I'm glad it worked (laughs) out for you. and, And, uh, I think Aaron, Aaron Berge did contact you if I'm not mistaken.
5: Yeah, I did actually hear from her and she, uh, she got me a pass for my videographer too, so. Cool. I was able to get two passes, so thank you for that.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, no worries. And so, you 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 talked to Weston. You talked to Joey. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit yeah. of how that went mm-hmm. and and how their reaction, what their reactions were.
5: So yeah, Weston. You know, he wasn't racing, so I wasn't as nervous going up to him because my mindset going, you know, going into these interviews is make it short, sweet. These guys are, you know, getting ready to battle for a million dollars. So right. I definitely didn't want to take up too much of their time and you know, let them get in their mindset, so, um, but they both knew I was coming, thanks to Jeff, so, um, you know, I didn't get to talk to Joey until after all the qualifying was done, which is fine, you know, just let him do his thing, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, his was a little more quicker, because there was just a lot more going, going on around the Kawasaki pit, so I just, you know, got a few questions in, and then, uh, thanked him for his time, but Weston, he was, he was a little bit more, um, you know, had a little bit more time to talk, so I was able to go into the the Suzuki factory rig and go sit down, close the door, and then at that point, it was like, okay, now we can like settle into the interview and <laughs> settle into the questions. Yeah. So, we, we really got to have a little bit more, you know, in-depth conversation and, and really dissect, dissect the questions. Awesome. So, it was, yeah, but they were all... You know, everybody was super, super nice, super down to earth, really, you know, they love the media attention, because if you have a bad race, like Weston said, then you're not even featured on TV, so, to get a little bit of media attention everywhere is good for them.
2: Definitely. Yeah,
3: and uh, speaking of media and everything, like, what are your thoughts on the fact that there's not many media women in the industry, like, what what are your thoughts on that?
5: As far as them interviewing or yes. being interviewed? Like, interviewing.
2: Doing interviews, yeah. <laughs> kind of like what you're, yeah, you know, are you did I, this weekend. There's not a lot of, other than I think, the, yeah, the main I TV know. lady, you know, depending you know who that is, but, yeah.
5: Yeah, I do. So, yeah, I think it's actually really good for me because it's refreshing <laughs> to have, um, you know, a girl come in and, you know, come in and ask the questions and stuff. And, and it's kind of it's fun for them because they don't have a lot of women who know what they're talking about or who are interested in you know, dissecting different questions. So it's good for me, but you know, of course I always want to see people go to the top and I want to, I want everybody to see. So if you do have a passion at it and you're a girl out there, you know, Pressbox can help you with your public speaking. So just come, come talk to me and I can give you some tips, even though I'm just starting out myself, <laughs> but just having a good foundation on your public speaking skills will yeah. help a lot.
2: Oh, definitely. Because,
5: you know, Jamie, you you sat with me, and we we tried to create lists of questions. You saw all the questions that I had for these guys, Uh and I didn't end up using, I mean, I looked at them, but I didn't go off a script. Like, it was more conversation when I was talking to them, and it it was good because I didn't feel nervous. Everybody was super down to earth, but I wasn't reading off a note card, and I wasn't reading off a script, it was a conversation. You start off with one question, and you keep going from there.
2: Right. So yeah, yeah. You, you I read your article. Uh, you, you sent me the link earlier. So Pressbox MX to read her, her interview with with Weston Pike, and it was it was really good. I liked the way it flowed, and it was interesting. And yeah, a little bit different perspective because most people, including myself, when you we interview those guys, it's like, all right, well, how would you feel in practice today? You know, well, last weekend right. you, you finished fifth, and how how do you feel about that? And You went a different direction. You talked about marketing themselves and, and that was really interesting. I liked it.
5: Right, yeah. I mean I, I try to, you know, go from a different angle because mm-hmm. everybody else is asking questions about the race, their bike setup, you know, how they're feeling, what they do for their program. And so that's already covered. So I you know, Impress is a marketing consulting firm. So I'm definitely more interested in the marketing side of things, how they engage with their fans, how they're building their audience and you know, how they're you know, how they're making their mark on the industry. And, you know, one question that was brought up to me, well, you know, a lot of these people have PR people who yep. deal with their social media. And I'm like, that's fine. But what if you get injured and you lose your deal? Then you, don't, then you don't have a deal. You don't have a PR person anymore to do it for you. So I believe it's better to learn for yourself. And, you know, uh, Pressbox, we're, we're here to teach you how yeah. to do that yourself.
2: Now, and I I sent you some contacts with uh, Shay Murphy from KTM and Vanessa O'Brien at Kawasaki. Did you ever get a chance to meet either one of those ladies?
5: So, Vanessa wasn't there that day, but I did meet uh, Dominic, who was there that day. So, I'm not sure where Vanessa was, but...
2: I guess he's new, because when you told me Vanessa wasn't there, I texted her, I said, are you not at this race? And she said, well, I am, but... She was sort of off, quote unquote, like she was letting the new guy kind of do her th- his thing, and she oh, was okay. she she had told me like if you needed her to get get with her, but I was like, well, they already told her to talk to Dominic. But I was just wondering if you had a chance to meet, because all the major factory teams have some pretty cool ladies that are doing PR stuff, and I think that'd be really cool for you to get a chance to meet them. Uh, you know, Mandy Mandy at uh, Fontaine at at Honda, and you got Shay at K- KTM. And also, right. and Stephanie, uh, dang, I can't think of Stephanie's last name. Another lady at, that does all of Marvin stuff at um, KTM, and then you've got Vanessa right. at Kawasaki. Who, if you meet those ladies, like you'll fit right in. They're they're super cool. They just kind of sit back <laughs> and they have their Mean Girls sort of thing. They they all get together and they just kind of have their jokes and talk about the other people as fun. And it, it, I think it. I think though, if you get a chance to meet those ladies at one of the rounds, you'll really just fall in love with them and, and they'll be able to help you out a tremendous amount.
5: Well, I'll definitely have to meet them at a one. Cause I plan to go to most of the California supercrosses, and we'll see what's in store for press box next year.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. So, um, uh, you also got a chance to sit down with, uh, a Ray. I, I had sent him a text and told him you were, yes. you'd be coming by. How'd that go?
5: He was actually one of my favorite interviews <laughs> just because he was so, um, you know, enthusiastic. Yeah. He's he animated. huh? Lincoln. Yeah, I really liked it and it added life to the video as well because I did take video. But, um, yeah, he was, he was really fun to talk to and, you know, super mellow. And I've met Alex Trey before. Um, you know, he was at a milestone for one of the trans world races and he actually borrowed one of my buddy's helmets because you can only wear a certain kind. I think it's, uh, Ar- Arari. Ar- Arari? Yeah. 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 Arari. Yeah. He can only wear that kind of helmet. And my buddy was the only one who had that helmet up the track. Uh, okay. so. So he ended up wearing his helmet, but I got talking to him in Milestone, and he it was uh, it was nice to see he he actually remembered me too. So that made it a little more comfortable as well with him yeah.
2: talking to me. Well, how, well, tell me about some of your other experiences. I mean, I saw I saw a video of you hanging out with Ralph Shaheen while uh,
5: yeah, while cool.
2: at the at the the concert, and uh, you know, I mean, geez. And then you you told me you had some, you got VIP passes to the Monster Party. You you met yeah. Ted Park Senior. <laughs> I mean, I was sitting at home going, no, this is bullshit. Like, you know, okay. At first I was all for it. Then I was like, no, why am I not there? Why am I not going to the VIP? Why am I not throwing the metal horns out? Like, this is not cool.
5: I mean, there's just so much going on. I'm still trying to soak it all in. So talking to you helps me relive it a little bit. But I guess I'll start out with my Brian Deegan interview. That was just, you know, a coincidence how that happened. I was walking back up from the track on press day, and Susan Cooper, who actually directed his new film, Bloodline, that just came out today, mm-hmm. um, she directed all of it. It was her first uh, film that she directed. She came up to me, and she's like, hey, you're media. Do you want to come interview Brian Deegan? And I'm like, oh, uh, is that even a question? Of course. <laughs> like, I, I love Brian Deegan, because I, I really think he created a marketing empire. Oh, yeah. And yeah. um." His, his daughter is amazing. She's breaking glass ceilings for yeah. women all over.
2: Haley Deegan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So,
5: yeah, so um, it was really great to talk to him. And, you know, he is, he's all about mindset, which mm-hmm. I love because we we're just talking mindset. And it was like more of just like a sit down, have a coffee interview than it was anything. Because, you know, once we got started, it, it just kept going. So, For me to talk to him, that was really great, and uh, he actually, his son, Hayden, works with one of my clients, uh, Ryan Holstein, in FTT Action Sports. Uh, Ryan trains his son, Hayden, now, so it was good because I got to do some affiliate marketing for one of my clients as well and um, get some valuable insights from him, but then after that, so they had, like, this whole, like, Supercross Games um, demo set up in the press box, and... Uh, Ralph and Emic were both commenting on Justin Barsha's video game skills, which aren't very good at that game, by the way. <laughs>
2: they, showed that, they showed a little <laughs> bit of that on on the race yeah. t- on TV, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: And then after the fact, they, um, you know, everybody's done, so they're all getting up. And then I was just standing there watching them. And I think Emic recognized me from my makeup smudge because he was a big promoter of that. Mm-hmm. And um, so they both just kind of gravitated towards me. And then we ended up just sitting down. Uh, I just sat down with Ralph and Emmick for about an hour. Wow! Just talking and, like, just chilling. Like, it wasn't an interview or anything. We were just talking, and um, they seemed to have really liked me. So, when it came to Saturday, I saw them all in the morning because I got there early, and I saw Emig and, and Ricky and Ralph, and they all, like, came up to me and gave me a hug and named me by first name. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this even real right now? <laughs> yeah. Like, these are people I look up to, you know? Sure, and, I, I get as it. As a writer. Yeah. So uh You know, after I was done with my interviews, Pennywise. I don't know if you guys know, but I love rock.
2: Oh yeah, and I know. I
5: love '80s hair bands. So rock, rockin' Pennywise with Dawkins. Yeah, I, I know you're
2: Dokken. a Dawkins fan. We've talked about it. Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. Um, but yeah, Pennywise was playing, and I saw them on New Year's. So I was like, obviously, I'm a fan of Pennywise, and Ralph and emig are big rock fans too. So we were just hanging out on stage and having a good time, and and then. Um, you know, Ralph is getting his DVIP passes to the Monster Energy Party, and I just happened to be there and got invited to it as well. So wow, went to the after party and, um, you know, saw the whole press conference, after press conference. It was just incredible. I mean, I can't even describe you what kind of weekend I had.
2: Well, I'm going to say I'm happy for you, but I'm not helping you anymore, Taylor. That's it.
5: <laughs> oh, Jamie, can we be co-hosts?
2: <laughs> yes yes i need a co-host <laughs> i need a full-time co-host so yes you're 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 in awesome. but yeah yeah i don't know if you know that much about ralph with the but he's friends with a lot of those bands like he's really good friends with the guys from skid row and so yeah. like he's like they're really close which when you look at ralph you wouldn't think that because he you know he, he's kind of clean cut and everything but he's he's a super badass dude
5: Oh, rock has no, you know, no image. <laughs> True. Everybody loves it. So. <laughs> yeah, right on.
2: Well, Taylor, I think it's I mean, I'm I'm happy for you truly. I to see that you. your first experience went so well and and I and I I know those feelings because I still feel those things, you know, at, when I get to go to these events and like you said when somebody knows who you are that you looked up to, it's it's a very cool feeling and and I'm I'm very happy for you.
5: Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, Definitely, I'll never forget it. But I do plan to be uh, more, and you know, get my interviews in. And I plan to do some more behind the scenes work this time too. When I do my interviews, I want to interview people working behind the scenes. So yeah, you know, it, it just gives another dimension, another dimension to the industry. It's not oh yeah, just, you know, all the riders. It takes a village, like Sean yeah. would say, to put all this together. And you know, I really saw that weekend, and it gives me a whole new appreciation for the sport.
2: Definitely, yeah. I think you we think a lot alike when we try to. We try to do that with our show too like have the the PR ladies and have have the moms and the girlfriends and the mechanics and right. and mm-hmm. and you know Sean Brennan on and and yeah because it is it is more than just the riders I mean it's they're a very they're the, they're they kind of the focus but they're a small piece of the pie. Right.
5: Absolutely. I mean you you wouldn't be here without your sports system so. Definitely.
2: Well, Taylor, thank you for coming on tonight, and congratulations on such a great weekend. And uh, you said you're going to do like the California rounds. Try to, maybe try. I'll be at Glendale. Doc here will be at Glendale. So if you can get over there, come say hi. That's not Look, too far. I'm sure yeah. I could
5: get over to that one.
2: You should. Like, or I'm I'm flying out, and he's driving out with his family because he's racing amateur day. So we'll oh, cool. we'll hey, all that's be there. be
5: something I might do too.
2: There, yeah, dude. I, I would love to see you ride. That'd be pretty cool.
3: That'd be
5: cool. Well, you know, from from all the amateur days, it doesn't look like it's too crazy, and you know, I'm not for anybody listening. I'm not, I'm not extremely fast at all. <laughs> I've only been riding for five years. I just, I have a, such a passion for this sport, yeah. so, um, I I can get on the gas, but I'm not that fast. Well, <laughs> we'll
2: definitely you and I stay in contact, of course. And as it gets closer, maybe we can get something, um, together and meet up or something if you can make it out. Absolutely. Okay, Taylor, well, thanks for coming on. You have a good night, and we'll have you on again soon.
5: Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. Right,
3: thank you for coming on.
5: All, all right.
2: We'll see you. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, that kind of concludes another fun show. Uh, thank you to all the people that came on. Thank you to all our sponsors Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, uh, MX Girl Designs, All Sport Dynamics, Mad Jack Synthetics, Dane Evans, of course, Power Band, Fly Racing. Um, I think that's everybody. I've got to make a new list of all our yeah, sponsors you, you because to... it seems like every week now we're getting somebody new and and uh I'm just uh I am an amateur still sometimes.
3: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> got to start somewhere, right? Yeah,
2: right. So, hey, please as I always say, support our sponsors. We've got more giveaways coming up real soon. Patreon.com, follow MotoX Pod Show, support the show if you can. It means everything to us because I want to be able to go to more races, and I want to give you guys more content. I think that's everything. Doc, you got anything else? No. Nope.
3: See y'all okay, later. Okay,
2: so we're going to wrap this up, and we will be back next week with episode 99. I'm trying to work Ooh. on something big for 100. I'm trying to schedule some things, but of course, TJ's schedule is all over the place. Yeah, but hey, All over the place. We like, are working that. on something for episode 100, so stay tuned. Yeah, later. Oh, go ahead. I something? was
3: gonna say after after Ponca, which is this like yeah, you leave guys tonight, leave for Ponca tonight, and then he we get home on Sunday evening. Yeah, and then he's home until Tuesday and goes back to work.
2: <laughs> yeah, he told me he was gonna be in for the Tuesday show next week. Yeah, and then he was gonna be on for a few weeks. Yeah, so like, I can't I can't schedule really anything around him. And he was supposed to be back tonight, and something happened at work where his relief didn't come in because they had a car accident or something. So oh wow, yeah, I so I didn't if, even know that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. All right, guys. We'll be back next week. See you later. See ya.